Hi, this is Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint, and with me today, Obadiah Smith. Glad to be back, Jim. Obadiah, so glad to have you with us. You know, we're talking about soul music these days on Viewpoint. I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, soul music was a kind of rhythm and blues or R&B, as we would say, was was Motown. Yes. I promise you, I had every album of Diana Ross, the Supremes you could imagine. (laughs) The 45s. Well, okay, I'm not old. I'll, I'll get there. I had those 45s. I started with Stop in the Name of Love yes. and went all the way to Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Oh, speaking of that one, Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. I'm such an old guy, but I'm telling you, I couldn't get enough of it. And that was a that's a genre of pop music. Yes, it is. Soul music. Yes. But when we talk about soul music here at Viewpoint, we're talking about more than that. We're talking about music that actually reaches the soul and can move you. And we all have music that moves us. I know you do, Obadiah, I do. Everyone listening does. You you hear a song, it takes you back in time. Uh, You're put in a place, you have emotions, maybe sad or happy based on where that memory takes you. But that's kind of soul music that actually moves you. It's not a rhythm, it's not a culture, it's not a particular style. It's an impact that moves your soul. And probably the most powerful soul music that ever has been created is in an unlikely collection. Yes. Most people wouldn't look for it. Where are we looking? Psalms. Psalms. That book in the Bible. It's actually a book of soul tunes. And the melodies are lost, but all of the psalms are written to be sung. And we don't know what the sheet music was, but we do know what the lyrics are, and they still move us souls. Today, Obadiah, as we come back, Let's take perhaps the most famous soul tune of all all time. Yes. No matter where you are, you've heard this one and it's moved you. Hold on. We'll be right back. If you had to identify the most famous soul music of all time, and I'm not talking about just top 40. I'm not talking about just the pop charts. I'm not just talking about the last hundred years, but of all time, the song that has moved more souls than any other. Take a stab at it, Obadiah. What would it be? Psalms 23. Psalm 23. I mean, the 23rd Psalm. It's almost universally embraced. Even people who have no time for God know some of these words and phrases. Yes. Even people who would never dare open their Bible and never even think about it, don't even own a Bible. They know it. You start saying these words, and people kind of understand how to fill in the blanks. There's something about this lyric. I mean, honestly, if they were giving awards today at the Grammys for the most powerful lyric of all time, the 23rd Psalm has to take the prize. Yes. And as we begin, let me just read it in a fresh way. Most of us have heard it in the old King James. King James' version of the Bible, the KJV, is actually written in Shakespearean English. King James was an English king who authorized the Bible to be translated into the contemporary English of his age, but that's over 400 years ago. And so the language has evolved. Still, King James has its poetry and beauty, but today we don't speak in that same way. So I want to read the 23rd Psalm in an updated version. That's not to say it's in any way strained from the original text, because it was originally written in Hebrew. But if you take the original Hebrew and put it in today's English, Well, this is the New Living Translation, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod 
and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. The 23rd Psalm is our subject. It's probably the most famous piece of soul music ever written, as measured by moving souls. And Obadiah, as we have just read that first verse again, the Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need, or I shall not want in the old King James. That language is so familiar that almost it numbs us. I mean, some people could hear that and it just, it's like water off a duck's back. Yes, I've heard it so many times, it's so familiar. But you know, there was a great preacher in the early part of the 20th century named Clovis Chapel. And uh, he studied this psalm, and he's given us a lot of the ideas we're going to use today. And he masterfully looked at this psalm, so familiar, and made the point that sometimes familiarity does not always breed contempt, but actually makes it more of a treasure. So let me illustrate this. I know this so well, this psalm, that still it can be a positive influence that arrests my soul every time I hear it in the same way that memory can do for us. So Obadiah, when you were growing up, if you could take me one place you went as a child that just makes you smile, it doesn't matter how many times you go there, you just feel good being there, where would it be? Stony Creek, Virginia, my grandfather's sharecropping where he was living on the farm, and I would love to take you there. It mesmerized my summers as a city boy. I'm hearing you say your grandfather was a sharecropper. Yes. He had a plot of ground that he worked. Yes. Out in the country in Virginia, you're a city boy. Yes. And you had the chance to go see him there. And you loved it. Yes. And, and even today, even though you could probably paint me a picture of that because it's so familiar to you. Yes, it is. Going there would not take anything away. You would say, I'm there. Yes. Because it's familiar and it's life-giving. That's the way this psalm is. It's just like that. Nobody really knows who wrote this psalm. I mean, we think David did. And honestly, all the evidence suggests that David is the most likely author. But it's not altogether a slam dunk. But for the purpose of our exploration today, let's just say that David wrote it. Well, if David wrote it, when did he write it? I've usually seen David as a young guy in some kind of painting by a still water in a green meadow with a pen or a harp or something, you know. <laughs> That's what this reminds me of. But Clovis Chapel suggested that, you know, maybe David was an old guy when he wrote this, and, and there's so much of it that he's looking back over his life, and that gives new meaning to the words. When he talks about being restored, He's a guy who's had to be restored, for instance. And so when you see the psalm that way, boy, it is a wonderful piece of, of music that can speak to all of us from someone who knows because he's been there. And back to verse 1. Yes. That idea, the Lord is my shepherd. What, what jumps off the page at you for that? Claiming God as my own. It's personal, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is, Jim. He's not just saying, <laughs> you know, the universe is big and, and trees are beautiful and, and birds fly high. No, he's saying... The Lord, God, is my yes. personal, personal shepherd. Do you know that in the Latin language, the word pastor and shepherd are the same? And actually, even in English, the word pastor is descended from the ideas of shepherding. So you could interchange them. So if you read the 23rd Psalm in the Latin language, it would say, the Lord is my pastor. 
think about that, how personal that is. The Lord is mine. Oh, he could be yours too, Obadiah, but you know what? He's mine. No, he's mine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and the power of that sets up the whole rest of this soul music, because when you understand the personal nature of your relationship to God and how it can be so intimate and so pure and so powerful, whoa, that can cause your soul to sing no matter what happens next. Yes. You know, once uh, you understand that the Lord is my shepherd, the next thing that the lyricist of the psalm gives us is another truth. I shall not want. You know what? If God is my shepherd and it's God, yes. I'm probably going to get what I need. I, mean, I he, lack nothing. <laughs> I, he's watching over me. A shepherd watches over. He leads and, and guides and so on. But in this case, the psalmist, the writer, is reminding us when you know that the Lord is your shepherd, he will provide for you. Don't, don't worry about that. Jesus tells us that himself in the famous Sermon on the Mount. You know, look at those sparrows. And then he says, not one of them falls to the ground without our Father's knowledge. And you are worth much more than many sparrows. Every hair on your head is numbered. most famous song of all time is the 23rd Psalm. It is the soul music par excellence, the most moving, the most powerfully influential lyric ever written. And as we think about this 23rd Psalm and how the author of the lyric tells us that the Lord is a shepherd and is providing for him, then he walks us through the consequence of that idea. And you can see it as a song, just imagine it as a song, because it was originally written to be sung. We're not sure what the original melody was, but we know it was written to be sung, and you can see it line by line, lyric by lyric, stanza by stanza. So if the Lord is my shepherd and he's going to provide me what I need, what does my song tell me, Obadiah, that I need to know? For instance, if the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, he's going to what? Make me lie down in green pastures. He's going to give me rest and refresh my soul. Yes. If he's my shepherd, he's providing for me, the first thing he knows is in this messed up world, in this broken down place where there's so much trouble and woe, and there is for all of us, there's no getting around it, he's going to make sure we have rest and refreshment. Yes, because when sheep lie down, they are resting and they're satisfied. That's right. And, and that allows them to keep moving on for the rest of the journey. Similarly, when God is your shepherd, rest and relaxation are a part of the equation. That's why God set up the seven-day week cycle, so that one day out of seven is set apart for what? It's a day of rest. We don't honor that very often, but that is the design of God. And it's part of this psalm, too. It's a, it's a song. We also know that if the Lord is our shepherd, not only will he provide for us what we need and sustain us, he'll be our bread of life and he'll quench our thirst he also will provide leadership and guidance for us. He's, he's leading us. He, he leads me beside still waters, right? Yes, I mean, it is. I don't know about you, but, I, but sometimes I just don't know what to do. But I just follow God. Well, and following God isn't always easy. I mean, yes. it's not so simple as, well, I opened up my mailbox and there was a letter from heaven. But there's an important truth here that if you're really seeking the kingdom of God, if you're seeking this first, all the other things you need will be added to you. That's what Jesus tells us. And that our shepherd is willing to lead us. Sometimes you have to wait to hear the sound of his voice. Sometimes you have to be really quiet while you're by the still waters. 
Sometimes you have to read and you have to hear things that you may not want to hear. But if you're serious about the Lord being your shepherd, he will provide guidance for you. Yeah. And sometimes that guidance is leading me into the unknown, but it's the known to God. He's already there. Yes. And that's what a shepherd does, walks up ahead. Make sure that around the yes. bend there's not some lion to jump out and get you. There's not some canyon you're going to fall into. And that's why we trust him. And if I can be faithful today, I will trust him with tomorrow. And if I can just figure out what to do good today, tomorrow will take care of itself. It sounds so simplistic, but that is the key to life. Think how much of your life is wasted worrying about a day you don't own yet. He will provide the guidance for you. Also, I really like this. He restores my soul. Now, Obadiah, you know the story of David. If he's the author of this... yes. He had some pretty big mess-ups, didn't he? Sure did, Jim. I mean, famously, there was Bail that gal. down, yes. I mean, he's on his rooftop. He's watching stuff he should not be watching. He sees Bathsheba naked, a neighbor, on the rooftop, taking a bath. This was the custom in those days. And he falls for her, and a lot of mischief ensues. He even engineers the murder of her husband. I mean, this is such a dark story. It is so desperately dark. This man, David, who was called the friend of God, a man after God's own heart, and yet he had so much darkness in him. And yet, if that is the guy writing this, and we think it is, think of the power of this. He restores my soul. After all that, as bad as I was, as deeply stained as I was, as much grief as I caused others and myself, he restores my soul. Yes. You know, that word restoration can be read in a couple ways. If I'm sick, I want to be restored to good health, right? Yes. And, you know, there's another way. If I'm lost, I want to be restored. And both dimensions of that word are right here in this psalm. If you, want to, if you just want to remember one or two verses of this song, you know, some songs go on and on a verse and a chorus, a verse and a chorus, but you only remember a couple, remember this, the Lord is your shepherd and he restores your soul because those things give life. Well, we also know that the Lord isn't going to abandon us. Life can be lonely. And there's a verse there, Obadiah, where he talks about, I'm right beside you. It's in verse number four. Can you read that one? Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Core idea, you're not alone. And life is sometimes scary, and I'm not sure what to do, and I feel alone, I can feel the chill, even in the darkest valley, even the valley of the shadow of death, it doesn't matter. I will not be alone because the Lord is my shepherd. That truth has so much power. And even in the moment when we feel like everyone else has stepped away, And there are times when you feel like you may not have a friend to your name, or maybe a family has abandoned you. Even in that, Jesus, the Lord, will not abandon you. You can abandon him, but he will not abandon you. Yes, Jim, it's as if that life's journey sometimes would take me to my darkest moment, but I have to understand God is with me. And he's with me to the end, which brings us to the end of this song, this soul music extraordinaire, because at the end of the journey, I have a home. I'm not just going to be dropped off and abandoned. No, this road of life is taking me somewhere. And if I'm traveling with God as my shepherd, I'm going to find a place where the unfailing love of God is with me all the days of my life. And I'm going to live, I'm going to live in his house forever. Forever. 
I like that because you know what? I'm an old guy and I've got a big house. I'm trying to think, should I keep it? What am I going to do? And what can I afford if I sell it? And as an old guy, what am I going to do in the aged years of my life? What can I afford? I'm just thinking, you know, we sometimes worry about where are we going to land? Where are we going to end up? Here's a word. You're going to end up in the house of the Lord forever, in the company of God. That is heaven. That is a place worth traveling to get to. And this fabulous soul music piece, this 23rd Psalm, is all of that. Every verse, every lyric reminds us of something. Now hear this. I want to read the whole thing through again in the famous King James. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Wherever you are on the journey of life right now, give us a call. 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. Let us hear from you to answer your questions, to pray with you, to encourage you. We'd love to hear whatever you'd like to share. So Obadiah, if they don't want to call us up, but they want to go online, where will they find us? They can find us at cbhviewpoint.org. That's CBH, Christians Broadcasting Hope. That's who we are viewpoint.org, CBH Viewpoint. And as you go there, send us an email. We will reply. Or if you prefer, just send me a letter by post. Address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018, USA. But by whatever method you choose, please give us a call, go online, or send us a letter. We're glad to hear from you. And before we go, join us in a prayer. Our Father, we're so thankful today for this music of the ages, for the promise of the 23rd Psalm and the hope it brings. We thank you for the way in which it's been penned and preserved for our hearing. And for all who listen today, I pray that you will draw them close into your will and way. We surrender our lives into your hands. We pray, Lord, that you will be our Lord God, that we will be humble before you, and that we will trust you with our lives. Forgive us for all the ways we have failed in this life and failed you, and make of us new people in Christ. Thank you for hearing our prayer. Thank you for walking ahead of us and alongside us. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Obadiah, thanks for joining us for this exquisite soul music today, the 23rd Psalm. Glad to be back, Jim. And we are so glad that you joined us too. We hope you'll be with us again next week as we explore again from this great soul music book of the ages, the Psalms, inspired not just by the scripture itself, but by the writing and the teaching of Clovis Chapel, a great and wise man of God from days gone by. For all of us at the Viewpoint team, this is Jim Lyon. Stay tuned.